with gratitude to those who've served our nation we want to say happy memorial day welcome again to late night parents my name is ted hicks and seated beside me is none other than rich valdez what's going on ted good afternoon day i know we're not supposed to say afternoon and all good morning things. good afternoon good evening yes yeah cover that all co- the bases cover there all the go. bases how are you doing i'm good i'm good how are you pretty good pretty good ways to follow the show late night parents.com um late night rich real ted hicks and who's absent again you know I'm, I'm i'm starting to get used to having this empty seat across from us you know i don't know i don't know dr michelle where are you uh, dr michelle is just returning from uh going abroad with selling her book nice. book tours everything else like that i'm starting to think she's going to be too big for this little show i know but you know <laughs> she's a good person she'll remember the little people that's true so we'll be okay. Yes, yes. But I did just speak to the good doctor, and she's doing well. Good. And um, she has a book signing local in New York, Long Island, next week in Westbury. Awesome. And we'll put that information out on the website when we have it directly. Okay. And um, we'll take it from there. So big moves with Dr. Michelle with her new book. Definitely got to go out there and support it. It's yep. available on the Late Night Parents Facebook page. You'll see a poster, too, with her face and her book and a link to Amazon to purchase. Awesome. So that's wonderful. Richie V, we're not a sports show. No, we're, we're, we're an everything show. It, more like a hybrid show. Okay. You know, um, I don't know. We cover everything. You can convince me otherwise. I mean, (laughs) I like to think we're more current events in movies and tech more than a sports show. We are. And we we dabble in politics a little bit. And we we definitely talk about parenting and relationships. It's true. It's true. And we talk sports here and there, too. I think it's nice. Uh, Wait, I'm sorry. You talk sports here and there. I am not the sports guy. Stop it. I am not the sports guy. I think um, it's ne- it would be nice to have a week where we could have a president <laughs> that's normal, that there's a normal week, that there's not four or five scandals spinning in the background, and we're looking for Olivia Pope. And, and did you hear next season is the last season for a, a scandal? A scandal. What are all those people on, on, on Instagram and Facebook going to do with their lives on Thursdays? You know there's another show queued oh up. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was a good show. They lost me for a couple of seasons. I, I never watched it. First couple of seasons are entertaining. Oh, okay. Third and fourth, it starts to fall off a bit. And I, I, as I understand, the, the most recent, which was season six, I believe, it came back to its old glory. So the last season should be really good. So I, I may watch it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes, our, our our dear dear president. Not to get all political and all. Yeah, but you don't put your hands on anybody. Come on, Come <laughs> that, on. that forget anything else he's done so far. A baboon <laughs> pushing another head of state out of the way, and then to stand in front of the camera and throw your face out there like you look at me, you look at me. Sabozo. Uh, what what did I read today? Uh, some other world leaders are like, nah, we don't need to meet with them because we'll meet, we'll meet with the next president in a couple of months. Ah, <laughs> I want to give a big shout out to the 405 Media out in Los Angeles, California. 
Um, they're a right-leaning conservative station that carries our show. Okay. I uh, want to thank the folks here at WGBB, uh, West Babylon, New York, where we air live exclusively on this network. This is the only way to catch a live show. Our home station. Home station it is. Um, so at the onset of the show, Rich, we were talking about we're not a sports show, but every now and then we delve into the business of sports. Mm-hmm. You might not hear us quote stats no. or this player did X, Y, Z, but we might talk about the business. And that's what the basis of tonight's show is. Um, tonight's episode is called Fix My League. <laughs> and <clears throat> we don't have beat writers or bloggers or, you know, analysts on the show. Um, tonight, our two guests are two fans, super fans, I might say, because I've attended sports functions with them okay. all around the world. Um, this later next month, excuse me. Late July, I will be in Toronto nice. with both of our guests tonight to check out um, the Blue Jays against the Angels. Very good. Very nice. Um, so our first guest of the night is Mark Lewis, dad extraordinaire, um, lives in the DMV area, and he's just been um, anointed. As? The new NBA commissioner, just for the show. Oh, okay. I was about to say, when did this happen? Well, he's dealing with a lot. Okay. We're going to bring him on in the next 10 seconds, but ratings were down this year for the NBA. Some of that is the hangover from the Hillary and Trump debacle. Right. Um, rest became a topic. And I'm sorry, I, I think that people are also just bored with the sport. It just yeah. did not seem that exciting. Even for me, the non-sports guy, it was even less less exciting than it normally is. Yes. Like, why should I even bother watching any of this? If there's like three guys who I care about even once in a while viewing on TV and they may not be there. <laughs> it, it just wasn't wasn't exciting enough to even to even bother. So I, I think that might be a general consensus. So All the analysts from TNT and ESPN talked about the rest topic. Um, the playoffs itself had been lackluster. I think we've been waiting for the last seven months for Warriors-Cavs. We it's knew gonna, it was happening. Right? It's going to happen in a few days. So I want to welcome on Mark Lewis. Mark, how you doing? Good. Good evening. Glad to be back. How are about How is everyone? Oh, good, Mark. How are you? Thanks for joining us again. I'm doing well. Glad to be back again, as as as, as I said before. Perfect, perfect. So I'll let Rich is going to ask the first two questions of our newly minted commissioner, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll take it from there. All right. Let's see, Mr. Commissioner. Yes. We've been waiting all season long. For, for this the trifecta trilogy we're here it's 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 going to happen what what do we have to do to get to catch up with all the hype that's been surrounding all that's going on uh probably go outside and, and shoot off fireworks on your own because <laughs> as, as you guys mentioned before i was listening obviously and um 
you know, this has been a, a slow, slow crawl since Game 7 last year, right? Um, everybody pretty much knew the outcome of what the finals were going to be. Um, but in reality, it almost has to top everything that happened in last year's finals. I mean, uh, but I don't see that happening. And when I say top, I, it, you know, Draymond Green got he got ejected, right? The, Golden State had two key players down last year, Bogut. Some would say not as key, but Draymond got ejected um, off of basically off of a flagrant, a controversial flagrant foul. Um, for its top last year's finals, I think he has to be either close to or get ejected again just to create some drama, right? Um, I think this year a lot of folks are are on the Golden State side in terms of are oh, they going to win the finals. This year, but I don't think uh, Draymond's not getting ejected this year because he only has two technicals in the playoffs, and you need seven to get ejected. Unless he does something totally outlandish, um, he'll be in every game this year. So there won't be any excuses for Cleveland. Not saying that they needed an excuse last year, and it also has to go to full seven-game scenario. Um, you know, the ratings were down obviously last year. I think in part because of the hangover of people expecting the same result this year in the finals. It's going to have to go seven games just to get people excited and more interested in, in last year. So I think those are two, the two main reasons. Um, I don't think anyone, I don't think LeBron's getting ejected anytime soon. That won't happen. I don't think the refs or Mr. Silver would let that happen since I'm the commissioner this year. It hmm. definitely won't happen. So, um Seven games and Draymond to get ejected, which he won't, and um, that's the only way. That's the only uh, only way it'll, it'll happen. Uh, close games and um, no blowouts. Um, that's the only way, only way possible. All right. Well, then let's take that a step further, right? Since again, as you've indicated, we we've seen this coming. You know, this is three seasons now. It's Golden State. It's Cleveland. Walking through the rest of the leagues, basically. Do we have to put anything in place to to stop these super teams from forming? You know, is it got to be contract deal changes or min max deal changes? I mean, what what do we do to keep this from becoming, you know, legacy almost? Just a couple of teams walking through year over year. Well, you know these this super max con these super max contracts that uh, the NBA has just um, incurred for. Uh, for upcoming, for it's effective July 1st. And so the Supermax for, for 2017, so it's, it'll be in play for a certain amount of players this year. And it basically says uh, it rewards the teams that have original draftees who are their superstars, i.e. this year there's a few up for that, and that would be the Steph Currys, the Kawhi Leonard's, the folks that have have at least eight to nine years of tenure in the league, um, have never changed teams, um, and either meets, has been like the player of the year um, the last couple of years or the defensive player of the year in the, in the previous year. Um, so it's got to be your upper echelon talent that's never changed teams, basically your best player who you originally drafted. Um, that will at least you know, put the kibosh on some of these, you know, this Kevin Durant situation where folks are just bolting from one team to another to to uh, eliminate the balance of power 
in any in, in in the league. So um, I think what you'll have is you'll have players thinking about, well, should I leave? But they have that incentive to stay with the original team and make upwards of you know thirty to forty million dollars more with their original team. Um, that'll put that'll keep in place a lot of the talent, especially on some of these smaller market teams um, where folks are going to Golden State and so forth. Um, we'll see how that plays out. What I don't think will happen, though, is a lot of the role players, since they are not necessarily, you have to be designated as that player at the end of the year. Um, some of the second, third tier players, they may end up switching teams, and that may affect more of the balance of power throughout the NBA in the next few years because, again, that designated, that super max deal is, also, is, is only designated for one specific player, mm-hmm. and you'll have that, that'll create some flexibility for your, your second or third role player, if you will, um, switching teams beyond the league. But it, 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 it definitely uh, impacts more in a positive fashion those, uh, those Steph Currys, those Kawhi Leonard's, those Russell Westbrook-type players who are up for it uh, uh, in the next few years. Okay. Thank you. Ted, oh, never mind. Uh, all right, Manager Lewis, we got a question. All right. So now we're going to switch this up just a little bit here. Okay. Something that someone that has become near and dear to both Ted and I's hearts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You have the number two draft pick. Okay. A certain young man <laughs> is up. Number cer- two cer- draft pick. I wonder who you could be referring to. A certain to. young man and his father happen to be up. <laughs> Oh, father, huh? I have no idea who you're referring to. Uh, can, can you give me one more hint? No. <laughs> I think uh, I know who you're talking yes. about. Yes. What, what do you do about Mr. Ball and his son, Mr. Ball? Uh, you know, short of, uh, you know, short of ex, you know, extraditing Ball to, uh, like, Poland or something <laughs> like that, where they have gag orders in effect. Um, yeah, this is a tough one. I think, um, you know, the good thing, or the potential good thing with the second pick in the league is it is going, right now, it looks like it's going to go to the Lakers, right? And we know a couple of months prior to this, uh, Magic Johnson has now been appointed as all things, um, Mr. All Things Basketball when it comes to making decisions with the Lakers. He is a god in Los Angeles. He is a god with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Magic's clouds hover over that city. <laughs> In in, <laughs> in in all things positive out there, and so uh, Levar Ball and his son, all of his sons, including Lonzo, they they basically look up to Magic. Um, I think if I'm the commissioner, I sit down with Magic and say, "Listen, Magic," um, and and Jeannie Buss as well, because she's involved and they've been involved with the team for so long. They will put some. They will definitely instill some type of verbiage within that contract. Because um, Lonzo, if he signs, if he gets drafted by the Lakers, there's no doubt he'll he'll sign. Right. There'll be some kind of verbiage where it'll be almost forbidden, if you will, for Mister the Senior Ball, Lavar Ball, to go to the media with certain comments and, and 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 things. I know he's about his dollars and he's about his son making money and and all that good stuff. But Magic, Magic has been through this 
ever since the day ever since the day he got drafted by the Lakers. Um, so he knows the ins and outs of the business. He'll know what to do to kind of preclude Mr. Ball himself from being a little too obnoxious with his words in the media and such. And that'll kind of allow his son to hopefully flourish within that organization. I'm rooting for Mr. B- for, for Lonzo. Mm-hmm. Um, but they'll 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 nip that in the magic and and that that brain trust they'll nip that in the bud at least for the first four years of of Lonzo's contract and then if he lives up to uh, any kind of expectations if they re-sign him and they do have success I think Magic uh, they'll take some of the some pressure off Mr. Ball and some of the flexibility off of Mr. Ball well he'll be able to speak a little bit more but with 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 success comes a lot of criticism right. And if they win, a lot of that a lot of that criticism will be negated, which means he'll be able to run off at the mouth a little bit more. Um, but we'll see. I, I, I think Magic has a handle on a lot of that out there. He has a tenor for Los Angeles and, and what Mr. Ball is doing out there. And um, I think the, the, the respect is mutual from a fan perspective, them growing up watching Magic Will, where LeVar will watch his words. He'll be on his B's and Q's if his son gets signed, I think. I really do. I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt, okay. but uh, I really do. Mark, quick question for you: um, Who are you pulling for in the NBA Finals? <laughs> How many games? Who's your breakout star, and who's your potential sleeper? Uh, this is a good one. Um, I noticed the third year in a row these teams are playing. Ho hum. <laughs> um, you know, it's. I, I don't recall. I mean, I know this is the first time. In history, that three teams have met in the finals. I don't recall the disdain when the Celtics and the Lakers were making finals like these in the 80s, but I digress. Um, I, I'm a, I am actually rooting for Cleveland. There's something to be said for LeBron James breaking down all of the barriers and all of the, the naysayers in which he faced over the years. I know he did the, you know taking my talents to, to Miami. But he has proven that he is the singular best player in the world and most valuable, by the way. I don't know how he didn't get any votes uh, a couple of weeks ago when I watched that on, uh, uh, on the NBA a couple of nights ago. But anyway, um, I'm rooting for him. I, I really do. I, I, want, I want him to get another feather in his cap. And only because I'm kind of against the whole three-point shot winning a championship right. phase. Um, but here's the reality. Golden State has an, another player, in an MVP caliber player, mm-hmm. Kevin Durant. And I just, you know, given Cleveland's defensive inefficiencies the last three to four months, I don't see them beating Golden State this year. Draymond's not getting ejected. They built up with size and toughness, i.e. Matt Barnes and JaVale McGee. Um, those guys are this era's Rick Mahorn and pick any other center you want to pick in the 80s. Um, that's not saying a lot for toughness and size, but it is what it is in this day and age. I would love it to go seven, and I would love for Cleveland to upset Golden State. But it's not going seven. It's going to go six games, and Golden State will come out on top this year. Okay. Uh, you've been demoted to general manager so in this segment you've been commissioner president and now general manager 
you have one super max deal and guess what you have a choice of Durant gets it or Curry gets it what's your answer well um, I'm going to be brief on this one Steph Curry great player um, two time MVP um, but he's six foot three <laughs> and he literally had his life taken from him in last year's finals by a guy named Kyrie Irving so from that perspective, I mean, Kevin Durant can shoot just as good as, as Steph Curry. He's eight, nine inches taller with a 80-inch wingspan. He can play all the positions on the floor. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Kevin Durant is that guy. The only caveat I would add to that is I don't believe Kevin Durant is, is eligible for a Supermax deal because he's on a different team. He didn't. He spent his first eight, nine years with Oklahoma City, which means he, he's not eligible the next couple of years. So okay. by default, I would have to give it to Steph. But if I had a choice, all things being equal, it's Kevin Durant hands down. Um, Kevin Durant is a year younger. He has a couple more years' experience because he came into the league earlier. But, I mean, Kevin Durant is, I mean, easily top two player in the league, him and LeBron, period. You've excelled as the de facto, you know, uh, Uber president at the NBA. I'm going to just eh, throw you one question that's MLB related. And it's a, a safety. You know, everything that MLB talks about where, you know, hey, you know, this, what used to be the national pastime. What's it going to take for the security netting to be installed at the field level section at every MLB venue? <laughs> like, does someone really have to die? How many times do we have to see Probably. someone yes. being carried off in a stretcher? Yes, that, that's exactly what is going to have to hap happen. Um, either I, I, I have a running bet that Pete Rose will be in the Hall of Fame before <laughs> these wow. nets are installed in, in the stadiums. It's, it's atrocious. I mean... I mean, MLB, the baseball has considerably, considerably been slow to progress. Um, and I'm not talking about, you know, the all-star game changes where after the, you know, a couple of years ago, you remember Bud Selig throwing up his hands because all both teams on the all-star game used all their players and ended the 7-7 tie. That is just, I mean, that is the ultimate indication of how, how unprogressive, if you will, baseball is. Um, it, now it's gotten a little bit better with the, the commissioner regime change from from Selig uh, to Rob Manfred. So I think he is looking into it a little bit, you know, a little bit more serious than than in previous years. Um, you know, it's been a conversation for the last few years, serious conversation. Um, but I, I, I'm with you. I, I seriously don't think someone will have to get either impaled by a bat, mm. um, or, or you know, unfortunately, killed by a ball um, for them. I mean, Japan does it routinely. I mean, it, it all of the baseball stadiums in the Japan League, in the Japanese League, they have it without a problem, and you know, they're they're fanatics about their baseball out there, and. Um, you know, I just don't understand why this movement hasn't come to fruition yet. Um, 
But but yeah, I I don't see it happening. I really don't. Unfortunately, it's going to have to take some you know poor fan um, to have to suffer at the hands of a ball or uh, a, a broken bat. Because if you notice, the bats have been flying um, over the last ten fifteen years. The bats allegedly are inferior, and they've been breaking in 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 high number. So. Yeah, I don't see it happening until something happens, and that that's that's kind of true to how baseball has moved in the last you know fifteen years. Um, unfortunately, I would like it to happen before that. I, I just don't see it. I really don't. Gotcha, Mark. Definitely want to thank you for coming on, joining us for Fix My League, and we will see you. Sh- well, I know specifically, I'll see you shortly in Canada mm-hmm. this, later this summer. Uh, Bart Scott. Can't wait. <laughs> you got it. It's been a pleasure, Mr. Commissioner. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Always All right. A pleasure. Mark. Thank, Thank you, Mark. Bye-bye. Rich, I want to switch subjects for a quick second. Sure. I, there was a, an article that came out. HDR sets to surpass 4K, 4K. sets by 2020. Excuse my ignorance. <laughs> Isn't HDR another version of 4K? I'm going to say it's, well, I've read some of this. Right. And the thing is, some TVs that are being produced now may be getting branded with like an HDR compatibility. Okay. But they're not true HDR. So now... You know, from a technical aspect, I'm just thinking, and again, I have I, I don't know specifics, but you know, giving the analogies as we do with photography, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the the technology behind HDR for TVs, um, you would think there's just got to be a better quality of the uh, the LEDs, LCDs, the pixels, uh, better maybe they're brighter. Maybe there's just something that, you know, they can transmit just the better quality or maybe it's something in the electronics which allows them just the different shades and all the different varying luminances and, and quality uh, to be a true HDR TV. But remember, 4K is just resolution. Right. I mean, you could be black and white and be 4K. So that that's what I'm thinking the differential is. You know, some of the saying that they can play an HDR signal, but, you know, doesn't actually display in a true HDR. But we're nowhere near the terms of 8K TVs being out there. No. I mean, no maybe way. abroad. One. Not, not here. One, it's money. Right. Two, let's face it. We just got, <laughs> think about it, 10, 1080. Right. Is just really everywhere now. 1080. You know, it's and then the 4Ks kind of bottomed out because... Right, I can technically go to name your box store mm-hmm. and walk in there and get you know uh, a four K TV for seven hundred and fifty dollars and walk out. You can get one for a lot less than that. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, but you I know, mean, it is becoming so. I mean, the good thing with that is four K will become the next will become the standard at some point. You know, it's it's in the future still. Well, uh, uh, until. The professional sports, live sports, are streaming at 4K. Until that becomes the standard, I mean, these guys got to slow it down a bit. Well, we got enough, uh, you know, traditional programming that's out there in 4K. Again, the Netflixes are broadcasting. Mm-hmm. A lot of their, their content is in 4K. Um, I, I think it really comes down to just as it took, you know, 50 years for us to get 
1080 broadcast over the air. Right. It's going to take that long. or Who who knows how long it's going to take. But it won't be until the time comes when there's 4K broadcast over the air from everyone that it's an enforced standard that we we see that happen. But then, like you said, then it'll be 8K and, well, it'll be something else after that. Then it'll be 8K and then we'll be talking once again about um, internet. Well, bandwidth. We just sucking bandwidth down. But yes, then every, everyone will be like, uh, like FiOS and fiber to your house. Fiber to your house Through is your house. a gig to your house. Big shout out to FiOS, FiOS TV, um, our good friends at FiOS New York. Rich, we had part one of Fix My League, which focused on the NBA, and we. Briefly touched on MLB. Yep. Now we're going to go in a different direction. Good friend Todd Bascom is in the queue. Um, Just want to let you know, Gary Bettman, the previous, well, the outgoing commissioner for the show of the NHL, was relieved of his duties. Why? Because Todd Bascom is now the new commissioner <laughs> of the NHL. Oh, oh sorry. Welcome, Todd. <laughs> the playoffs have been phenomenal. But um, Todd's concerned with the growing growing the product in the United States. We, uh, currently, the NHL is in year six of a 10-year broadcast deal. Social media and marketing have been outsourced to Major League Baseball's advanced media group. Todd, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. Hey, Todd, how are you? Good. Good, good. Thanks for joining us. So, Todd, I guess we're going to jump right into this. Um, there won't be any mentions of John Scott ripping P.K. Subin uh, on this show, but uh, as commissioner, deal that you cut, has NBC Sports, your broadcast partner in the United States, you know, external from CBC, and Sportsnet in the Canada and the UK has NBC Sports failed the NHL with their ten-year, two billion-dollar deal? Hmm. Well, I mean, there was a time where I would say yes to that. I think as as a little more time has gone on, I kind of come around to not really, and that maybe the NHL has failed on the deal a little bit. Um, I think NBC, first of all, their, their coverage is excellent. Um, I like that they'll get it on the wide array of networks they have. So in the first round or so of the playoffs, you'll have games on USA, CNBC, kind of like what they do at the Olympics. Okay. Um, I like that aspect of it. Um, my one complaint with NBC is that I think when we get now to where we're at the conference final level, finals, we need to see the games on the flagship. Right. Um, it's, it's uh, you know, you had a lot of the conference final games on NBCSN. Maybe a lot of people don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. I know where it is. I'm a hardcore fan. I'm going to find it. But when you want those casual fans, uh, I guess when you you figure cord cutters into the uh, into the equation, maybe it gets a little crazy. 
Um, but I kind of see where NBC is coming from on that. I mean, this time of year, if you want, uh, you want to get it's a ratings game, and it's it's you know, am I going to run the blacklist or I'm going to put the Stanley Cup Finals on? Right. <laughs> what's what's going to get me? So I get. Um, so I, I think I think I like the deal as it is. I think when the deal is up, I want to try to see if 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 I'm running at things. I want to try to see if I can get NBC to make a little more concessions when it comes to getting the finals and the conference finals on the network, and not you know the, I, I, those games should be on NBC where everyone can see them. Um, and that's you know, you're going to grow your audience. That's one way you're going to do that. So. Um, I'd say to answer that question, the jury is kind of out on it. Um, it's gone both ways, but we'll see uh, what can be done better come the next year. Okay. Well, then, see, now you mentioned casual fans. So, Nashville. Nashville is does not have, is not one of the original six, you know, hockey teams, as you well know. Um, who Who's going to be watching it? If you know, if is is it better if Canada has a team in the finals to get more viewership? You know, who's going to be watching it down there, having a Southern team in the finals? Um, well, living in a Southern city, I live in Raleigh, mm-hmm. and as you may know, we have the Hurricanes here. Yep. Um, and I can tell you this: when the Hurricanes were good, everybody watched. Okay, everybody went, everybody watched, and the Hurricanes took over, which is very difficult to do in this market, surrounded by Duke, UNC, and NC State basketball. Um, but winning is kind of the great deodorizer. <laughs> so um, I think who's going to be watching the national? The whole city. Now, that probably doesn't say much <laughs> because uh, it's not that big a city. And um, but my experience with living in the southern market, the whole city is going to be riveted to this thing as long as it's going on. Now, does that interest, the real question is, does that interest stay going? Right. Um, and the answer to that is no, if they start to stink in two years. <laughs> so, and we saw that with the Florida Panthers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had the Panthers, uh, we had the Hurricanes, same thing with the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes are bad now. Haven't made playoffs in, I don't know, what is it, seven seasons. And uh, the, the building's half empty. Um, and there's real concerns about the hurricane moving. So it's, it's right now for this finals, yes. Who's going to be watching in Nashville? The question is everyone. Um, is it better to have a Canadian team for ratings? Sure. I mean, you, you, you want the Maple Leafs in there. And you want the Canadians or... Um, something like that, but the, the, the concern really is what happens for Nashville. It's okay, what happens next? Right. Is that team going to be good for a while or not? And if they're not, well, then we're going to see interest fade. Okay. Are the Penguins an unsung dynasty? And a follow-up question is, is Sidney Crosby more Mario Lemieux 
or Wayne Gretzky? Well, I mean, you can't, I don't think you can call it a Penguins a dynasty. Um, I think, I think in hockey, in order to be considered probably most sports, uh, you have to have won so many in a row, I guess. Okay. Uh, so I wouldn't call them a dynasty. A dynasty. They, they have a sustained period of excellence um, with a cup sprinkled in here and there and uh, so, uh, no, I mean, they're not an unsung dynasty because they're not a dynasty uh, right now. I mean, as as far as Sidney Crosby goes, um, what is it? Is he more Gretzky or Mew? Uh, wow. Uh, I always consider that to be a little bit of a, the comparisons to Gretzky, Gretzky are natural. I kind of consider it to be a little unfair because to me it's like uh, for basketball fans, I kind of feel like the LeBron-Jordan comparison isn't fair. I've always felt like the the comparison LeBron and Magic would be more accurate as far as the weight their game. So it's kind of the same thing with Gretzky and and, and Crosby. Um, I mean... Gretzky is the greatest player, in my mind, the greatest hockey player ever. Um, he's kind of he's kind of mystical. Like when he gets on the ice, you you just didn't know what you were going to see, and he always did everything kind of quietly, sneakily. Next thing you know, he's scoring five goals, and you don't know what in the world happened. Um, Crosby is a little different in that he's he's kind of a workhorse player. He's he's a little more spectacular. Um, you, you kind of he's flashy in, in some ways. And what's interesting about him, where I think Crosby is very, he will be considered one of the all-time greats. I'll say that now. Um, but his game is so different. And what's great about Crosby, I think, is that he's not so really, not just that he's great offensively, he plays what we in hockey call a 100-foot game, where he's, he's everything you want in a center ice player. He's, he's, on, he's back on defense, he back checks well, he scores, he passes, he makes plays. Um, he's just a different, he's a much different player than either of them. Um, Lemieux had a little bit more physicality to his game um, than either of them because of his size. So I think the comparison is a little unfair, but we are watching one of the all-time great players. I'll say that for sure. All right. Speaking of of great players then, future great players possibly, Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, are they ready to be the next wave of leaders in the league? That's a, a big yes. Um, Connor McDavid, uh, some of the things that I saw him do this season, uh, just, he, he is amazing. Um, he, he, he's a threat every time he's on the ice. Um, Austin Matthews too. And Austin Matthews, going back to kind of our last question, he has that Lemieux type of ability, I think. Where he's got the he's got the size, 
Um, I think as he gets a little older and more mature, he will become a little more assertive on the ice. But uh, he 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 is ready. He's already shown that uh, he's a difference maker. And and please, I mean, now there's ten other guys we can put into this conversation. <laughs> so uh, some of his teammates, even Marner and Nylander, and they've got. Toronto's got three of these kids that are ridiculous, and McDavid has Dreisaitl and, and his team. It's it's you got Jack Eichel in Buffalo, so there's just all kinds of great young talent coming up in the league, and it, it's going to be exciting, um, especially because the league is heading more towards the European style of play, mm-hmm. where they're kind of slowly but surely legislating the physicality. Not out completely, but we're going to see probably in the next five to ten years, we're going to see more of an Olympic-style game in the NHL, I think. So uh, it's going to be real exciting with those young guys and the skills they have. So, yeah, I'm uh, Austin Matthews, I, I couldn't believe what I saw out of him. So it was, I, I knew he'd be good, but... Uh, he, oh, I think he was over. I think he scored just over thirty goals. That's that's crazy <laughs> for for a rookie in in this NHL. Right. So uh, it's it's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, uh, Todd. I think thirty goals and maybe up to <clears throat> seventy assists. Something crazy. Some type of crazy. Yeah, number. he was. Yeah, he he was he was phenomenal. Um, and and boy, I'm I'm telling you. I mean, if those Leafs become. And I, I don't know if I, uh, I, I can't remember back to what I thought at the beginning. I thought at the beginning of the season they were kind of like, all right, these kids are going to be good. They're not ready yet. And they make the playoffs this year, which I didn't expect. So um, they're, they're ahead of schedule for sure. So it's, it, and if Toronto gets good, that's going to give, that's going to get a, give the NHL a big boost. Who are you pulling for in the Stanley Cup? How many games is this going to be? Uh, well, who am I pulling for? I'd rather, I'd like to see the Predators win, um, just because I think it's a good story, um, and I like that a traditional, non-traditional market is there, in, and I want to see those markets do well, so that the sport can grow. Uh, I think. I think this is a really weird series, and I don't mean to hedge my bet here, but this can be a situation where the Penguins blow Nashville's doors off, and we're looking at five games, or Nashville really kind of hunkers down and makes the thing of this, and then we're going to see a seven-game series. I kind of feel like the longer it goes, the more it favors Nashville. Um, just because... So, here's the best way to think of this series, actually. Go back to football, right? Mm-hmm. Remember the 2000 Ravens? Yes. Raven, okay, Ravens and they? Giants. Yep. Ravens, so you had... And the Giants... Well, I mean, they had a great defense, too, I believe, that year, but... They they were known for they were known for their offense and, and all of that. 
And so that's what you're getting in this series. We're getting the best defensive team in the NHL in Nashville. And we're getting one of the more potentially explosive offensive teams in the league. So it's really what, what you're asking here is, well, what's better? Defensive play or high-flying offense? Um, so we're going to find out, really, that's what we have here, is we have the defensive kind of prowess, and then Nashville has a goaltender that can just absolutely steal the show here. Um, Pekka Rene, can, he, he's one of the best goaltenders in the world. He's shown that throughout this series, throughout the playoffs. And if he continues what he's doing, uh, Pittsburgh's going to have a tough time. <laughs> They're really going to have a tough time. And um, they, they can really slow you down coming through the neutral zone. And between that and the goaltending, um, I definitely think the Predators, the Predators can win this series. They're very banged up, so, you know, it, it's going to be a tall order. But so I guess I have to give you an answer, right? Correct. <laughs> That's what i got to do. <laughs> well, it sounds like you made your decision and started changing it a little bit there as you started yeah, talking. Yeah, I mean, well, and that's what this series is. Um, it, it's kind of tough. Um, I'm going to say Nashville wins in seven. Okay. All right. I think I think uh, I think Pecorine is going to and uh, he's going to have to stand on his head. Um, but I think that I don't have any reason to believe that he won't because he's been doing it the entire playoffs. And uh, and them and and the defense of. Uh, the rest of the team, and and Pittsburgh has struggled. They have struggled. They, a lot of people thought they should have blown Ottawa away. Um, they made pretty easy work of the Capitals, but I mean, me and five other guys can do that, I guess, in the playoffs. <laughs> and but they kind of expected to have an easier go of it. I, I think they're right for the picking, so I'm going to go with Nashville here. All right, we're going, to, going to we're going to remember that, and we'll we'll touch base on yeah. that when it's all over. But you, you touched on the NFL briefly there for a second, so we're going to relieve you of your NHL duties, <laughs> and we're going to put you as a wide receivers coach for the Giants. You got your man Odell Beckham there. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. what what tidbits of wisdom would you give to Odell? <laughs> The tidbits of wisdom I would give to him, I can't say in the air. Um, Family show. So, so, um, I mean, look, in all seriousness, I would tell him, you know, I would take him into a room and maybe give him a little bit of the Jordan treatment of what what he used to do with the teammates. I heard the story about how he slapped Steve Kerr around. I don't know how true that is. I've heard that story, (laughs) too. Yeah, um, so maybe OBJ needs a little bit of that, and I would basically tell, "Hey, man, look, just start being a professional." Right, and that's really all. Grow I up. Mean, just start. Just start being a professional. Grow up. Get away from the Kardashians mm-hmm. and be a man. It's time to be a man. Men win Super Bowls, not little crybabies. Right. Okay. And and so that that's that's about as much as I can sanitize for you. That that works. Yeah, <laughs> I told Ted not to ask me about uh, Odell. But, uh, oh, so it was I, a setup there. Huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, 
I didn't. I didn't know how it was going to go, but I, I guess I got through it. You're good. So, gotcha. Hey, I, one final question we have for you, Todd. Uh-huh. And I know I'm going to see you also in Canada this summer. Um, Could you imagine if it's 2021 and it's time to renegotiate? And once again, you're NFL commissioner. It's time to renegotiate with Fox, NBC, CBS, and ESPN. Do you strictly deal with them? Or do you take the time out and look at the new media of Amazon, Facebook, Google, do you Ooh. say goodbye uh, to legacy or do you go new media? I think what I do is I kind of do a little of both. I want network TV. Because I don't think network TV is going anywhere. Okay. It's over the air. And I think as long as that model is there, it's not going anywhere. And people can still tune in with their antennas and so forth. Um, but I think you do have to explore getting away from cable. Right. Um, so the answer there is I think I kind of do a little bit of both. I'm like, I want the network stuff. I want the free over-the-air stuff. Because, I mean, let's face it, it's free <laughs> so for, for my customers. Right. And they don't have they don't have to go and hunt for them, um, but yeah, the new media stuff. Uh, I don't. I got to be honest. I don't know as much about it. It would require some study for me. Uh, but um, yeah, it looks like things are heading in that direction. I mean, Amazon, too, I and mean, Netflix. Even who knows? Net before before we know it. I mean, they might be broadcasting live sporting events. I don't know. That's true. Yep. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I think a little bit of both, but definitively, I w- I'm going to try and get away from cable. Okay. That I know for sure. Gotcha. Hey, want to thank you for joining us tonight for the Fix My League episode. Todd Bascom, thank you once again, and I'm sure we're going to be talking very soon. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens at this series, and you can bring me back on to roast me when... The Penguin Sweep Nashville. <laughs> you know we will. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Todd. Good talking with you, Todd. No problem. Thanks nice to coming. be here. Thanks. Take care now. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I hope this episode was enjoyable for the fans. I'm For the fans, I'm sure it was. Even for the non-fans, I'm sure there was... There's information just to learn how how the leagues work. Yeah, uh, the, the business of the leagues, which is you and, know, and, what and we're that's talking about. that's what was most important. Where not about stats. I don't think there was too many stats. We might yeah. might have dropped one stat. That was okay. Out of the entire discussion, no problem. But um, I don't know. I mean, like like I said, um, if you paid attention to the upfronts that just happened a few weeks ago. Um, in the USA, it was all about live sports. Yes. More live sports than actual scripted dramas and TV series. I guess it's because it's, it's getting that much more easy to get live broadcast out there, live content out to people. Right. And it's not just broadcast. It's not just cable. It's like you were just mentioning. You can go to your, you know, you can go to any, any of the, the over the, over the, the internet providers yes. and get your content and they sure. are more than happy now to give it to you that's true that is true 
So, um, other than that, what do you got crank cranking for this week? Vacation. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Not going anywhere. This will be the staycation, but I will be at home. You know, just just relaxing a little bit, resting. Probably try to catch some movies, go to the range, you know, do some things like that. Okay. I did finish watching um, 13 Reasons Why. Pretty good. We spoke about a couple of weeks ago. Yes. We'll talk about that next week. Okay. Because I don't want to cut it short. Okay. I don't want to cut it short. I will tell you this much. I did stream all of season three of The 12 Monkeys. Uh, okay. Yes. Excellent show. Like I said, released it Netflix style over three nights, ten episodes. Some great stuff. Okay. But um, as we can all see, that's where TV is going to kind of give the user that binge that type of feel or, or, or. No, and and it's working. And I guess as long as the providers have the money to produce more content it just works out for them because now they can just continue putting out shows it's true see what's good see what they want to pick up for you know second seasons well if it if it's something that's not good well they drop it and 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 that's it hey um shout out to the show that got canceled the get down i think i heard about that the most expensive netflix show ever maybe one that's season, why they said not to. one season <laughs> right. cost Hundred and twenty five million dollars. Was it that much? Yep. Now see, I and that was my era too. I stopped I I watched the first episode, mm-hmm. the, the double length two hour episode, and that was enough. Gotcha. And I thought it was good. Gotcha. But for me, I, I didn't see bringing that on as a full series, a full season. I thought it was, it was like no. a special event. Yeah, so did I. And, but it was a good show. I'm sorry to hear that's going. A lot of people uh, actually were talking about that, which sometimes means they can get enough uh, groundswell up and get it brought back. That's true. That's true. Baywatch and Aliens. Aliens at the box office dropped 80%. Baywatch, I don't think anyone's going to go see it. Aliens is not the type of movie where you're going to go see it twice. Okay. It's it's just not. Once you've seen it, you're like, I know the story. Okay, this is good. It was entertaining. Wait for round three. And like you said, Baywatch. Mm. What in the world? <laughs> <laughs> the Rock couldn't even pull that one I off. I mean, The Rock is good and all that. He's entertaining as all heck, but um, yeah, no. Best ways to catch you, Richie V. The fully embraced ah. late night Rich. Incredible. On Incredible. Twitter. And if it's on Facebook, it's the real Richie V. And Ted, how do we get you? Real Ted Hicks. And I think it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Have we'll a great week. week. Enjoy your Memorial Day.